0: week's edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. Literally, when the Lord started speaking, I got up out of bed and I started just typing... He said there's pages to it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just summarize it this morning so that we can just hear the heart of God and then respond to the heart of God. But I, <laughs> my prayer is that you'll have a, an ear to hear. that you'll have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to you tonight, today. And there's several scriptures that I could use, and that I could speak, and I could give you in connection to what I believe God is speaking to us today. But to start it off, I, I want to remind you of, and we quote it often, but we, we haven't yet got the revelation of it, and it's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that says to you and I that he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you and I can ever think or imagine according to the power that works in us. Notice the ending. According to the power that works in us. You've heard me say, we like to quote it, that he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever think or ask or imagine, and we just stop there. Because then that puts all the responsibility on God. But by stopping there, we're not getting the full context. When you go on and it says, according to the power that works in us, then that means there's a personal responsibility. Somebody say responsibility. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a dirty word. We don't like that. Yeah. No, we, we don't want to take responsibility. But, but, but the, 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 what God is showing me is that this is the hour and this is the time where God needs you and I to take responsibility and accountability. I said so we need to take responsibility and accountability for where we are. as i was praying this week and just seeking the lord and i found myself i was feeling displeased and unsatisfied about a number of things making me frustrated and then the longer i just kept seeking the lord and then in the middle of trying to just prepare a sermon that's when god began to really start speaking to me and it wasn't so much that i was Unsatisfied and being irritated as much as it was the Lord letting me know that He is unsatisfied. I was sensing that the heartbeat of God when, when He was saying, "I'm I'm just unsatisfied with my people. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not cool with with how they are. I, I'm not good with how things are going." I told a pastor friend of mine, "This is not just a word for Fresh Fire Church. I believe this is this is what the Lord would say to every church. We like to make cracks. Churches like ours often make cracks and make judgments against the churches who have multiple services and check them in and check them out and you know get one crowd in to get the next crowd in and all of that. But the truth of the matter is, is churches like ours aren't no different." Because we, we really don't take the time to let him move. And so whether there was a big enough crowd to have the second and third service, it really would matter because we won't take the time to let him move. We, we don't take the time like, like when I grew up in church where they taught me to pray through. To just to just stay and tarry until he moves. Until when I was like a little kid and there were adults that wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I had it at the age of eight and, and then growing up, there were adults that were like, lay hands and pray for me that I can get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they would, they would kneel and pray and cry out for some time, sometimes before they would be filled. Not no more. Not, not, not no more. I, I don't even hear anybody preaching about getting the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because we can have church without it. The Lord sort of showed me we, we've just sort of corporalized our church made it this thing that can operate independent of him. Some of you may have heard me say a time or two that and it, it, it causes you and I to think about our personal responsibility. If I came in here today and I said, we're closing this church, it would maybe affect you. But I've always said a church that, that doesn't impact its city is not a church, it's a country club. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we would close the church, if it would make any impact in the city. Now, now, now let's, let's take a moment. Beyond giving them food, they can get it somewhere else. Beyond giving them clothes, let the Salvation Army clothe them. Hear where I'm going. Would this city even know that we closed? I'm telling you this because I had to get honest with myself. Because it goes back to Ephesians 3 and 20. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all. That you and I can ever think or imagine. But it's according to the power Works in us. Can I just be honest enough to tell you there's not enough power in the church today? Power meaning there's a drawing power. I I have to head out of state in a few weeks and preach to leaders, and I'm going to be teaching them on the drawing power and the keeping power of the church. It's not enough that we draw people, we keep them. But how do we keep them? It's with the power of the Holy Spirit. Not not, not functions, not cute things that we do in church. Mm -hmm. It's about the power. Jesus was somehow on his own able to maintain a crowd of 5,000 people plus women and children. And he preached so long that they got hungry and faint. He was Jesus. But there is a keeping power that you and I have to tap into. There is so much more that God wants to do and make available in our life, but God is looking for more from his people. It is not enough that we check in and check out like a clock, a time clock, like going to work by coming to church. That does not please God. That doesn't satisfy him. Remember, he'll, he, he wants the, the God that we serve, the father that we serve, the Tuesday night crew has been learning about the kingdom of God, understanding who God is and what's available to us. And as a citizen of the kingdom, there are things, rights and privileges that are available to you and I, and we're missing it. We're missing it because we're not tapped into the power source. You know, none of our instruments, the TV cameras, the microphones, none of it works if we're not plugged in. Right? You don't have hot water at home. You can't watch TV if it isn't plugged in. It doesn't work without power. The church doesn't work without power. And I just have to be honest enough to tell you, I think that we are compromising and having church without power. I think we're having worship without power. I think if we're not careful, we'll preach without power. I think if we're not careful, we'll, we'll even pray without power. And how do I know that? Because you'll, you'll know there's no power when there's no result. You'll know there's no power. I'm losing my voice. Uh, you, you you know there's no power than when what you're praying for, believing for, and when the level of worship is up here, but nothing else is happening, you'll know it's just emotionalism. I want you to hear what I'm trying to tell you. It's, some of us have, have experienced church like that and and, and, and and up here and anything else is like stale chips. How many have ever reached in a bag, grabbed a handful of chips, shoved them in in your mouth only to realize it ain't good? If I get something like that, I'll spit it right back out. That's what our worship is before God. He'll spew it right back out. Worship without power. Church without power. That God is calling every church to make a difference, to impact a city. And the only way we impact a city is with power. Meaning that when we and I pray, heaven listens and moves. Heaven mis- listens and moves. I want you and I to be a church that has power. Power that, that should, should, should the door shut or we not have church a Sunday that people would notice. It, it, it's just too easy to log on and watch online. In fact, we made it. In fact, I'm, I'm about this close to just ending that. I'm not even kidding. Because we've made it too easy. We've made it too easy to have complacent, comfortable people worshiping from their couch. And listening to the word at their convenience, and they can tune in and tune out. I, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just telling you that, that we've made we've made just church too easy. Technology has just has done it to where where I I, I don't I, there, there's nothing required of me. To, to lead worship and sing without the anointing, not gifting, anointing. To have preaching with anointing, not gifting. A lot of people can speak. I, I could bring in a motivational speaker and they could speak. But it's not anointed. I think we're... I think we've just become too complacent. I think we've got satisfied. Let me... Let me just be honest with you. I started taking an evaluation of not just uh, what our, our ministry, but the body of Christ, but also my life. And I started thinking about some of our people who would just come to the altars regularly just because they wanted the fire of God. And the fire of God would hit them so much, they started taking their clothes off. Not not in a bad way, just the, the layers, you know. They were burning up. Mm-hmm. Where's our hunger for that? The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost filled that place. Of a rushing mighty wind that the church was added to by the thousands. So you'll know there's power when the church is being added to. So then that must mean there's not enough power here. But that's a hard mean There's not enough power. Doesn't mean there's maybe not some desire. Doesn't mean there's not some folks that are hungry. Just means there's not enough power. A few weeks ago, I think, our altars have gone dry. And we've gotten used to praying and it not happening. Because we pray without belief. We worship without belief. We read the word without belief. And so it's just become the thing that we do. If we're not careful Sunday morning, will just be the thing that we do and we're not expecting or seeing results. I don't know, maybe we need to ask ourselves, has it just become the thing that I do? Have I stopped really expecting results? Have I stopped really expecting that When I pray, he hears and he answers. So I started teaching him on Tuesday nights about how we can't command the army angels of the Lord. And when I, when I pray, I employ angels. Meaning that the moment I begin to open my mouth and ask something of God, he looks over and dispatches angels to go to work on my behalf, what I'm asking for. See, if you don't know that, you're not believing. When I pray and I start asking things of God, I know I just gave angels something to do. I can believe that it's being done because I can see the angels going to work. See, you and I have got to be able to tap into the power source again where we can believe that when we're praying, it's being done. That when we're singing, he's inhabiting our praises, that we don't do what we do for emotional hype. I don't, I don't get here early and we don't choose music and we don't do a run through and we don't come early to make sure the heat's on, the lights are working, to warm up the TV cameras and make sure the TV lights are working, and all this stuff, J- just, just so we can check in. I gave a word back in 2006 because I ran through a journal of mine this week and looked, and I told this church in Maryland that I was pastoring, and, 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 that I was preaching at, and I, and I went there, and the Lord just told me, he said, he said I want you to, to ask them one question and then sit down. And I said, God, the preacher's paying me to come and preach. God um, give them more than that. He said, I told you to ask him one question and sit down. So I told the pastor, I said, I hope you'll forgive me, but I'm just going to do what the Lord asked me to do. He said, yeah, you do whatever. I trust you. I said, I hope so. Mm -hmm. So I got up after a really great time of worship, and I said, the Lord told me to ask you, are you a hotel or are you a home? I said, I'll repeat it again. I said, are you a hotel that you just let him check in? And make him check out? Or are you a home that he can dwell in? And then I took my seat. And I sat there, there wasn't anybody playing an instrument. And they started filling the altars, crying out to God because they had been a hotel. But not a home. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? That He dwells on the inside of you, and we're not we're not yearning for that power. We're not we're not seeking that kind of power. We're not we're we're walking and working and living and praying and doing marriage and trying to overcome financial debt and all these things without the power. I got convicted this week because I realized I'm Lois. We're trying to deal with a problem without the power. I don't say nothing to you, but man, it's been rough. In so many ways here. And when the Lord tells me, wait a minute, Adam, you're, you're trying to do some things. And overcome some obstacles and overcome some financial pressure and things without the power. Brandon remembers and Lois remembers. In 2011, 2012, I don't say this to boast, I just want to prove something to you. The church began and early in, in in the first year open, the church brought in over $90,000. You don't do that in a new church. Most churches don't see that kind of money. $90,000. Second year it doubled. Now the second year the church was paying me a salary. The power was working. Services were long and never ending. People were getting healed. And delivered, saved, Holy Ghost filled. I mean, great things were happening. The power was working. Churches, it was easy for us in that little old bar to bring in 10000 $12,000 a month. I said it was easy. Time went by. Flesh showed up. Power struggles happened. Lots of stuff. And I was seeking the Lord this week. About just, honestly, I just felt like a buckling under the pressure. In fact, I said, Lord, I don't know if I'm enough. I said, God, I don't know if I'm enough to deal with what I'm facing. And he said, it's not whether you're enough. It's whether you believe if I'm enough. And then he started reminding me, he said, I need you to look back. I need you to look back at your journals. I need you to look back at when, when the struggle started. And it started intensifying. And when I started looking not just at my prayer journals and what God would speak through intercessory prayer, but I went and got the financial binder. Lois does all this great spreadsheets for the government to keep us legal. You're not going to believe what I found. In my prayer journal, when, when, our, when there was a shift when the power stopped operating, the bottom fell out of the finances. It was parallel. All services were good. Good word. No power. No healing. In, 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 In one year, I remember the salvation board. Most churches keep a. A a uh, board of attendance—that's dumb. We kept a board of how many people got saved. We had 348 people get saved in one year. In one year. Because there was power. Because we. One of the things we went to the campus by force. By force. And led college students to Jesus. We didn't get permission. We just walked up on there under the authority of the Holy Ghost. And literally would say to people, this is how we got him." Did anyone ever tell you that God loves you? And he has a wonderful plan for your life. And they would melt like that. little lesbian couple melted on the pavement. Tracy led him to Jesus. Staff members were coming out. Has anyone ever told you that God loves you and he has a wonderful plan? For your life? Most of them said no. Nobody's ever told me that. It's because we were operating in power. I'm going to make a bold statement to you. If I died tomorrow and the church closed or we just said, that's it. This city would not even know it. Short of giving them food, giving them clothes. It would just be another boarded up church. There's a lot of those around town. Nobody would ever notice. I'm not talking about whether we can draw a crowd or not. I'm talking about that there's enough power that people know to come here because we know how to get answers. That he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you and I can ever think, ask, or imagine according to the power that works in us. I don't want to have cute little meetings on Tuesday night. Cute little women's fellowship meetings and Men's meetings and things like that that say, look what we can do if there's no power. If it, there's no power in it, we're going to stop it. God is narrowing my focus. If there's not going to be power in the distributions, they're gone. I'm just going to tell you. If the power of the Holy Ghost cannot work and cannot draw and we can't let it get rid of it. Same thing with Norma's closet. We get rid of it, sell the building and save ourselves some money if there's no power. I'm just trying to be honest with you as a, you know, like a spiritual father would, like your parent would to their son. we got to make sure the main thing is the main thing. Because our streets and I mean, remember, I remember when I grew up, follow me, I, I remember when I grew up, and I grew up when I was real little in the McHenry United Methodist Church in Deep Creek, Maryland. And when I grew up in church, much like probably when you did, Dawn, when you lived near a church, you went to that church. Mm-hmm. And the community was impacted by that church. A lot of people would walk to church. That's city life. They'd, we'd walk to the church that's closest. Now a lot of our church people drive from elsewhere, not our neighborhood. We moved from Briar Hill to here, and I said at the church, when we come here, we're going to be a wrecking ball to the city of Uniondale. Take it by force. You can't take it without power. You can't take it without. All the outreach we do is that's great. But the church would be added to daily if we operated in power. Amy led a lady to, to, to Jesus this week at Norma's Closet. That's what we're supposed to do. But beyond Norma's Closet and a food distribution, before power can ever go to those places, has to come right here. Before the marriage that we're trying to pray will ever get better, power has to come here. I see your prayer requests, I get them, the ones that come in by email. Our church gets flooded with hundreds and hundreds of prayer needs for people watching on TV and watching online, and that's great, I'm glad they do. But I don't want to pray everyone without power. I'm just done with church. So I'll retire today. I told God, I said, God. Remember a couple weeks ago, I said, God, move or move me. What I was saying is, God, you either got to move or I'm out here. Because I can't do complacent. I can't do bare minimum. That's why most churches don't invite me to come preach, because I'm, I'm crazy. I'm crazy to believe God for anything and everything, and I've watched God do the extraordinary. This church, our church, Lois, you remember, Brandon's not here now, but we've laid hands and watched the legs grow. She had her leg cut off, and we prayed and said, God, you can do it, and we watched the leg grow. Stuck my finger in people's deaf ears and said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to hear. Watch me. Prayed that God would melt metal rods in people's backs and spines and watch it happen. I've laid hands on, on, on goiters on people's face and watched them shrivel up in our services and But also power that, that drew drunken alcoholics off the street that came into our church services and got saved whilst drunk. Power that when 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 a lady's niece just drove by the building, never came in, they drove by the building on 40. And she was so high on heroin. And strung out, but as she drove by, she told her, she told her, Ann, I need you to pull over. They got to the bottom of the hill, and she started throwing up. She said, I don't know, but when we just passed by that church, something happened. So that lady brought her back to the church, pulled in the parking lot, and she sat there and prayed with her. You know, God delivered her just by driving by the building, because there's power. I don't tell you that stuff to say, look at us. I'm telling you, look what, what, what was and what is. Forgive me for letting this go on so long. Forgive me for leading your people so long. And not telling them what they need to hear. is what we're doing. Fresh and filling of the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says we need to continually be filled. Would you know we have a decision to make today? We could be just another church. open, making no difference. Somebody said to me the other day, did you hear so-and-so's church had 1,400 people? I said, no, but that's great. I said, how many people got saved? I don't know. I said, I don't know. I said, how many people got healed? I don't know. What about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I I don't know. I'm not saying numbers is the answer. What I'm saying is that there has to be power. 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 We need the power of the Holy Ghost. If we're going to see people healed, delivered set free we're going to see people saved that requires power requires us to be plugged into the power source and I believe that part of the reason that some of us are struggling so much and I believe part of the reason I had to just repent the reason we're crumbling under the pressure, it's part of the reason I'm buckling under the pressure, trying to just do it without him, thinking I can, we can play instruments without the power, we can preach without the power, we can do all these things without the power, but doing that doesn't change anything, and doing that doesn't change anybody. And doing that doesn't get Ephesians 3.20 that he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you and I can never think, ask, or imagine. See, the contingency is it's according to the power that worketh in you. Are you plugged into the power source? Because I wasn't Judge me if you want, but it's His grace that keeps us. That's all. That's all I'm going to say, but I'm going to ask you the same question. Everybody online, keep your comments, keep your emails. Your opinions. In fact, if you can't just shut the comments off. Because I, I, I just know people. See, that's what church should be able to be. I should be able to be transparent enough to say, I've been going at this thing without the Holy Ghost. Can you not judge me? So I'm going to ask you this question, and it's up to you. Whether we leave the altars dry continually, whether we really see anything ever change. The real crux of the prophetic word that God wanted me to share, but he's doing this a little different was about the wind of God, that he wants to breathe on the church again. All right, he he wants to breathe on the church again, but you and I have to be able to allow ourselves to be in a position for him to breathe. So the question is, is will you be a hotel that you will check in and you'll just check out when you walk out of this building? Or are you going to be a home that he can dwell in? That's the choice. That's the choice. You can keep struggling under the pressure by checking in and checking out and doing it in your own strength. Or you can say, Lord, I want to be a home. Come live in me. Come dwell in me. Holy Ghost, I I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. Fill me. Fill me. I, I can't do this without your power and repent for trying to do it without him. That's all I'm going to say. The choice is yours. What you do with it now, it's up to you. My job is done. Appreciate you. Appreciate your prayers. But don't miss what I said. The point being our personal responsibility. It be a hotel or a home. tell. Seek him this week. Seek his power. Stay plugged in to the power. So that every day, from this day can be different. So that every day after today, will be full of miracles, signs and wonders, extraordinary things. The of this church are just always open. Any time of the service, any moment, any need, but if you need to be right with God, if you say, Lord, I've been a hotel, but I, I want to be a home, make it right, because if you leave being a hotel, you'll come back next Sunday being a hotel. If, 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 if we leave without taking advantage of the moment that's here, we'll just repeat our history. I think it was Winston Churchill said something like a people that does not learn from history is doomed to repeat it. We've got to learn from our history and not repeat it. You want to see some things change. I have to take responsibility for me like I, like I did. I can't blame God. I can't blame church or people. I have to take responsibility for me and say, God, I'm trying to do it without the power. So this is your final call. Say, God, make me a home. Take up residence within me. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me up every day. Hallelujah. So as these people were praying in front of this place, you pray where you are. Father, I thank you. start God just by thanking you for grace and mercy that even when we don't have it completely right that Lord you can pierce through the turmoil and the darkness and the difficulties of life that we can still hear you I thank you that God I still had an ear to hear what you would say. God, we pray that you would prepare the hearts and minds and ears of your people to receive. So Lord, I know that they heard it. God, what they do with that is up to them. I'm absolved of my responsibility. I, I did, I think, what you asked me to do. Now God I just say do what your people are asking you to do God change us that we we wouldn't be a people of we wouldn't be a church of a, like a hotel but we'd be a home that you can dwell in we'd be a place that you can take up residence a a place that that packs power uh, that Lord we'd be a people that 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 there's a, a never-ending source of power because we're plugged into the power source, which is you, so Father. My prayer is that you would revolutionize people's lives. God, you would change us from this day forward. That, God, that we would be a people. That, that when we pray, there's power. And when we lay hands, there's power. And when we sing, there is power. And, God, when, when, when we step up into a place, there's power. That, that God, we can step into chaos and, 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 and circumstances that aren't pleasant. But power will be there. Because we are there. And because you dwell in me. So, Father... I pray that from this day forward, there would be a change, that Lord, there would be a shift. That's one of the things you spoke to me, that there's a shift, but the shift requires power. So Father, release your power in this place. These that are saying, yes, I need power, plug them in to the power source. God, release your power. Fill them, Lord, with your Spirit. And fill them, Lord, over and over and over again. Fill them, Lord, that, that, that when they're in a circumstance that's chaotic, they can walk in peace. God, fill them that, that when, when sickness has come, they'll walk in power and authority and take back what the enemy has, has stolen. God, let, let us be a people that operate in the full power of the Word of God that we'll be able to see you do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ever think, ask, or imagine according to the power that works in us. So I thank you for change today. I thank you for truth. Thank you that this would be a transformative, transitional moment in our lives. That Lord will not live one more day without the power. The power we read about and study about in your word is going to show up in our life. The power is going to show up when we pray. Power is going to show up when when we walk in a room. Power is going to show up in every aspect of our lives from this day forward because we're plugged into you. Father, bless the week ahead. Bless the people of God. Immerse them, Lord, in your presence. Remind them of their, your word that, God, every day we wake up and plug in. We plug into the power source. Move in power and moving might. Bless people as they... Some have already given in the offering and some will do yet. God, bless it and multiply it. Not even the financial pressure that people are under. It's fixed by the power. (laughs) By the power. So Lord, as people plug in, we'll let them see financial overflow. and receive financial miracles as they plug into you. My God. I can't help but think of the words of Samson after they had shaved off his hair He was imprisoned. In the belly of that building, the Bible says that he wrapped his arms around the pillars that held the rest of that building up. And after he felt defeated and worthless and believed that he had lost all of his power, he he literally cried unto the Lord. and He said, Father, let me feel your power one more time. pray that for you today, that the Lord would let you feel His power one more time, to do the impossible, to bounce back from the unimaginable, to walk through the fire and that you'll not be burned, to stand in the face of adversity and watch adversity turn and run, to stand up against sickness and watch sickness dry up and die to be on the verge of bankruptcy but watch debt cower and run lord let us feel your power one more time god let us be a people that turn our hearts towards you feel your power one more time jesus